0: We begin with the letter A. A is for...
1: M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... with... Monster! Help and love me and be... Please help! Yeah. It's the it's For Podcast. My name is Sarge and joining me tonight is two people who need no introduction, but I'm going to introduce them anyways. The first one I'm going to introduce is the man that if he has any more kids, he will have to buy a 15-passenger van. His name is Danger. Say hello, Danger.
0: Hello, hello, hello. And yes, I do have a personal herd of my own.
1: (laughs) Joining us is always the one, the only. He wears a bunch of 311 crap that we can't figure out why. His name is Monster. Say hello, Monster.
2: Uh, I think it's real easy to figure out why. It's because I have a unhealthy obsession with that that band.
0: Okay. At least you admit that it's unhealthy.
1: Oh, no, I agree.
2: I agree. Yeah.
1: So, today's episode of the Is For a Podcast, we're going to go back in time to Season 1, Episode 2, Letter B, Back to the Future. So, we're going back to Back to the Future. So, why are we going back to Back to the Future, you may ask? Well, that is because season one episode 2 turned into a college lecture about time travel. Okay now in all
0: fairness, it was the second episode we had done um, ever. Uh, I was still working out format and form <laughs> um, And well, I I started digging into back to the future and went down the time travel rabbit hole real quick instead of the um,
2: you know movie trivia and and stuff. So, anyway. Let's just be honest here. The real reason it wasn't that great is because I wasn't there to add my colorful commentary.
1: So, also, for those of you out there in in listening land, um, we have found the one person that we know that has never seen Back to the Future, and that is Monster so, and I encouraged him not to watch it because I want a fresh take on some of the stuff that we're going to talk about. The first thing we're going to talk about is the 1985 movie Back to the Future with Christopher Lloyd, Michael J. Fox.
2: So, and, and full disclosure to your point about me never seeing it, this doesn't appeal to me. Like, this isn't the kind of movie that I'd want to see, honestly. So to me, this is the type of movie
1: that I could watch now with a uh, bottle of Jack and a shot glass. And for every inappropriate thing I find, I could take a shot. I'll be pretty drunk by the end of the movie, and that's some of the stuff we're gonna hit. Up.
0: The the movie is the most inappropriate family friendly movie
1: ever.
2: It's I mean, essentially it's... about a guy going back in time to bang his own mom, right? No, that didn't
1: happen. It was close, but it didn't happen.
2: <laughs> so before I mean, we, he didn't go with
0: that goal. I, know, I mean, right? It wasn't like it wasn't like, hey. Doc, um, send me back in time because I think my mom's kind of hot. <laughs> no, no.
2: Oh, okay. okay. So well, I, co- I completely misunderstood the plot of this film.
1: So the reason why the reason why Marty McFly, played by Michael J. Fox, went back in time is because Doc Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd, sold I believe they were Ukrainians uh, a box of pinball parts that they were thought were like a nuclear weapons just so we could have plutonium. And when Doc Brown got shot, Marty hopped in the car, got it up to 88 miles an hour and went back in time. Uh, almost banging his mom was a uh, not in the cards. So, which brings me to my first inappropriate scene.
0: Okay, so we're jumping that far ahead.
1: Well, yes. We'll talk
0: about it. Okay. So we're gonna be jumping back in time within this movie.
1: Oh, we're gonna be jumping back in time because I've, I've I got some stuff up here. All right, what's up? What's up, monster?
2: Before you go any further, let me just ask a a serious question. I'm not trying to be a smartass. I honestly do not know. Is his honest to God God given name Marty McFly, or is that like his nickname? No, that was his
0: his his real name. I, I'm sure his like his birth name, the one that was given to him, was something like Martin um maybe
2: martin but the samuel McFly part, but the mcfly part is is actual last name
0: yes and and can i jump ahead in the trilogy or are we going to do a part Oh, we
1: oh we're gonna we're gonna touch on every single one of them this one very quickly because each one could be its own individual episode and i don't feel like going up to season seven for back to the future I feel like the
0: first one could be its own episode, and the second and third one could be their own episode. But, okay, so it all came from, yes, uh, they did not intend on there being sequels when they made the the first one. Yeah, they
2: usually don't. It just ends up happening because it's so successful.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, So in the third one... The family is Irish immigrants, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. The third one was never my favorite, so the name McFly is actually an Irish name. Now, um, I'm not going to nitpick the uh, the uh, uh, doings of uh, Lorraine and I can't George and Lorraine,
2: George know, and Lorraine,
0: parents? yeah, or Leah Thompson and Crispin Glover. That's correct. Yeah, and. But, you know, uh, if that's what they want to do to their kids, there's been way worse names. I believe there was uh, a worse name in the Adams Family episode before this one. Uh, I don't remember what the name was, but it was uh, like Betty McBetterson or something like that. I don't
2: know. Yeah, but Adams Family gets a pass. Marty McFly is like... I don't know that. I mean, that feels like pandering. That's like, hey, what would the hip young kids think is a cool name? I know, McFly.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, he was pretty fly. Okay, all right. So the first, the the, the first scene I want to pick out in this movie, and and this is so and I'm going to describe it to to Monster here because he's never seen it. So what happens is, you know, of course Marty goes back in time and he goes to his old neighborhood, right? And He happens to spy a gentleman up in a tree with a pair of binoculars, uh, mm-hmm. staring into a window of of a house. And you get cuts to you can see a girl trying to take her shirt off, so forth. So I didn't mean, get too into in, in, into the uh, "I'm a peeping tom sex offender" thing. He was bird watching. Yeah, he sure, watching. sure. I feel like that
2: was a common trope in the eighties, <laughs> like you know, uh, like porkies. Yeah, like misdemeanor voyeurism is like not okay. It shouldn't be like, oh, it's boys being boys, but it was like in a bunch of movies back then.
0: So I mean, at you know, at, at this time, this was when, I, as you mentioned, Porky's, but then also um, Animal House, and you know, voyeurism was um, on the rise <laughs> in <laughs> media, and you know, they, uh, you know, put it into this one as well. So you know, who who am I to criticize the uh, uh, pastimes of those in... Of
1: the 1980s?
0: Well, this would have been the 50s. I'm just
1: talking about 1980 films. It's in a lot of 1980 oh, yeah. films. Yeah. So, what happens is is uh, Marty McFly's father, George McFly, falls out of the tree and Marty runs up and saves him and gets hit by a car. Wakes up in his underwear in, a, in an unknown house with a girl who is like practically drooling over him. Ends up being his mom. Right. That got the fly in the movie. Like they were like, "Oh yeah. Totally nothing wrong with that. Let's just, you know, let's 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 just let that fly at PG. That's a PG item right there. Now, I am uh, I'm actually not looking at
0: any trivia, no facts about the movie at all. But I am I know way too much about this movie to have gone off the rails like I did before. What name in that scene did he get for being back
1: in time? Calvin Klein, because that was his underwear.
0: That's right. He labeled his underwear according to Lorraine.
1: Yep. Huh? So. Right,
2: as, as someone who has never seen this movie, let me tell you, I am on the edge of my seat so far. This sounds
0: great. Yeah. yeah st- I, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic movie.
2: Voyeurism and naming himself after underwear. Sign me up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, there's not much that can be said about the first movie that wasn't really covered in the uh, ad-lib parts of Season 1, Episode 2. So, I'm not going to go too far into, that, into the first movie. Uh, I will say that, uh, to Monster, there was a pretty righteous opening scene involving uh, a guitar, a bunch of amps, and a lot of damn speakers. That was pretty good. And then... Towards the what the end of the movie, roughly when they had what was it called? Um, something under the sea, a night under the sea, dance under the sea.
0: Dance under the sea. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's like the prom, where Marty McFly gets up there and introduces everyone to a whole new genre of music. Do you remember what yes. that was? Rock and roll.
2: He he played uh Johnny B. Good, right? Yep.
1: Yep. He Which most he actually did. learned. He he learned. Uh, he
0: was actually taught the. Uh, the whole guitar part, so that actually was him play guitar. Now, there is something to point out about that, and it's only something that I found actually when uh, watching stuff on Back to the Future in preparation for this episode, but it was the most subtle racism in a movie that took us 30 years to grab that it was uh, the white man that stole the black man's music, <laughs> and uh, and it was not ever even close to dawning on me that that was a thing until I, until I saw something on it. It was like, oh yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, that that's bad. Hey, Marvin Barry, it's your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so- uh, yeah, monster has no idea. So like. No.
2: Wow. I feel I feel like I'm kind of guessed like I obviously the reference that you're making as far as the white man ceiling the, the music no that's a you know a thing for, for musicians or whatever we've heard that our, our whole lives but the actual references in the film I remember the guy grabs the phone and he calls me he's like I got this new sound wait till you hear this and he like holds the phone up or whatever um but yeah, I I don't know.
0: <laughs> so um there was something that I uh that I I came across in in researching this that we are further removed now from 1985
1: than 85 is from 55.
0: Yeah. So like if we were to go back in time the same amount, we wouldn't even make it to 85. You know, make it to when the movie was made. So like it's just we I fall short. And you know
2: what's crazy is I was actually born in 1985, and Sarge is closer to being born in 1955 than he is to 1985.
1: That's not true at all.
2: I call it bull crap on that one. But anyways, moving on
1: from the 1985 Back to the Future to the 1989 Back to the Future Part 2 which still had a PG rating at one hour and 48 minutes. And has a 7.8 on the IMDB. So if you don't like it, then you need to talk to the rest of the folks out there in the interwebs. However, in this episode, they don't go back in time. No. They go to the future.
0: Because it's about their kids.
1: It's about their kids. It's about Marty McFly going to keep his son from going to jail. I don't remember exactly why he had to stop his son from going to jail but he had to stop some son from one to jail.
2: Is it his son that he had with his own mother?
1: No, it's the one that he oh, had with it, his oh, girlfriend. No. Oh, we, don't, we
0: don't fall into the uh, in grandfather paradox and, yeah. and, and whatnot of it, but there are two things that uh, behind-the-scenes things from that movie that um, one I've known for a long time, one I've just learned of recently. So uh, Crispin Glover did not come back no. for the second movie. Nope. Now, do you guys know why he did not come back for the second movie? I do not know. All right. So, Crispin Glover did not come back because, um, you know, uh, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, writers, director, um, they were saying that he was wanting an exorbitant amount of money. He didn't. He wanted the same amount of money as all the rest of the cast got to return. Well, when that happened and he... You know, tried to, you know, he actually ditched his agent and got a new agent to try to pull strings a little bit more and make it happen. He actually was canned from the movie, which caused them to actually rewrite almost the entire script and go way over budget because the person that plays George McFly when Marty McFly goes to his or um, his girlfriend, Jennifer, goes to, to his house where. Um, Michael J. Fox actually plays three of the McFly's, plays uh, Marty Sr., um, Marty Jr., and his sister. Um, Very disturbing. Yes. And no, it's him. Um, So, there was this very intricate um, system of wires and rigging it all for the um, upside down, for George's character to be upside down the entire time. And all they did was they got an actor that was similar to the same body shape as Crispin Glover and they got him in the movie and he was just some out of, you know, actor trying to make it into the industry. And, uh, that ended up costing them way more for <laughs> that than just to give Crispin Glover his, 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 you know, money.
1: Yeah. Free Weisman, go, by the way, was the actor's name.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. forgot his name. But he actually ended up being blackballed from the industry as a whole because he was talking to um, Crispin Glover and told him about how they treated him on set, which was terrible. And um, then no studio wanted to work with him because he was known to give out all these things from sets and things directors do that, that he wasn't supposed to and didn't really know because he was new to the entire industry. But then Crispin Glover ended up using all that information to go and sue the studio and ended up getting something like 40 million out of it. Something stupid high. Way higher than if they just gave him his money. And uh, that actually put a lot of things in place for uh, protecting actors' likenesses and stuff. And that's why uh, you don't see people using the deep fake technology and all that's been, you know, gaining a lot of popularity these days.
1: So, two very important things happened in the Back to the Future 2 movie. The first thing that happened is we were introduced to the awesomeness of hoverboards that's right that famous skateboarding scene from back to the future is in back to the future 2 except instead of a new stand it's just a damn hoverboard it's still the manure it's still a hover car but it was a hoverboard now people were saying that we would have hoverboard technology in the 2000s and i have yet to truly see hoverboard technology like in the movie because it's almost damn near impossible um And the other thing that came from it is what? What came from it? Danger.
0: The uh, laces.
1: Yes, the automatic lacing shoes. Did you ever see that there, Monster?
2: Yeah, I was. uh, I couldn't remember if it was automatic lacing or automatic, uh, like, pump. Like those Reebok pumps they used to have. No, these are Um, auto lacing.
0: Yeah, I think the two companies that really put those out was uh, Reebok and L.A. Gear. The only shoe company that also put out
1: hair gel. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so you're saying that they have self lacing? Yeah,
1: Nike and, and and I think it was Nike in the movie. Nike, yes, it was Nike. Had uh, he put it? Barney McFly put his feet in and the shoe and laces were like and like tied around his ankles.
0: Now behind the scenes, there were uh, two you know puppeteers on each side and like pulling things and getting them to go up, which Nike did end up making the shoe, and you could still buy it for an exorbitant amount. Oh, it's ridiculous.
2: Twenty. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. Something. Does does an actual self-lacing shoe exist in the real world? Yes.
1: Yes. They act. Okay. Yes. They did. Now while he's Googling okay. that. I'm going to go into the next part that people were talking about from the movie that was talked about for the longest time is self-drying coats. So in this particular movie, Marty McFly is on his hoverboard and he's going over top of some water and he ends up, the hoverboard ends up crapping out. And he ends up falling in the water for a second. He pops up. The board starts working again. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Danger. And then as he hops out, he's walking around. He tries to get the kid back to hoverboard and his coat's like, drying mode initiated. It's not like a hair dryer going off. The coat fluffs up for a second and then it goes back down and he's dry. Yes, Danger.
0: Okay. So, Nike did put out, and it wasn't the 23,000 that I mentioned before, but um, (laughs) they did put out self-lacing shoes and they are the Nike Air Hurricane or, no, sorry, H-U-A-R-A-C-H-E H-U-A-R-A-C-H-E Uh-huh The Nike Air H-U-A-R-A-C-H-E For $350 But They didn't really work And so they actually ended up putting out A pair of Air Jordan 11s That are completely self-lacing You can get them for $500 hmm. Christmas
1: time's coming up ladies and gentlemen You now know what to get your nerdy man for <laughs> For Christmas
0: Well, I mean, okay. so the entire future that they proposed is very much a like a child's playground of what the future would be like. You know, your skateboard no longer has wheels. Tying your shoes are no longer a problem. You know, it was all these things that did not actually plague adults. I mean, you know, these problems. Seemed like they were solved by children.
1: I mean, it's like somebody went back. Somebody went back to the world of tomorrow. You know those world fairs that they used to have. It was like all this stuff would look good in a colored 1985 movie or 1989 movie. So they made it right. And that's just a nutshell of the movie. Yes, they go back in time with the sports almanac, and Biff gets rich, and then Biff gets poor, and then Marty saves the day. And then they go back in time one more time, yada 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 yada. Right, the, the uh the DeLorean lands on some railroad tracks, get smoked by a train, no more DeLorean, the adventure's done. Or is it? No. No, it's not, ladies and gentlemen. Because after that in nineteen eighty nine, guess what else came out in nineteen eighty nine? Anyone want to take a guess? Um, I I'm guessing maybe the ride? no back to the future the video game based on the 1985
2: now this is the ljn nintendo classic correct
1: uh i believe it is uh the nes yes
2: oh man that game is horrendous
1: it is and the premise of the game for those people who don't have an nes and a nintendo entertainment system right Martin McFly is stuck in 19, 1955 and he has to make his way back to 1985 as if he braves the streets of Hill Valley collecting clocks, dodging hula hoop girls and killer bees. If he can avoid 50 bullies in the diner and dodge lightning in a DeLorean, he can make it back home. There you nice. have it. And I played the game and it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. It was better than Paperboy, but it was a lot. I mean, it wasn't as good as Contra.
2: Whoa, whoa, um, whoa. Yeah, whoa. I'm going
1: to take issue with that. I whoa. will say it was better than ET on the
0: Atari, but not better than Paperboy. I mean, Paper not was better a great than game.
2: Paperboy. Yeah. It's a great game. <laughs> now, if you want to know more about it, you should check out the Angry Video Game Nerd, AVGN, on YouTube. Uh, he does an incredibly funny episode about Back to the Future, and he does some of the other Back to the Future games as well. Um, they never really got a good Back to the Future video game, not until the Telltale
0: game that the telltale game was was fantastic
2: I didn't even know they made that that sounds interesting
0: it was it was really really good I highly recommend playing it uh maybe we'll do an episode on telltale games and whatnot but Ooh. um yeah the uh the telltale game was great I highly recommend it so the other thing that I left out when I was talking about when I mentioned I had two behind the scenes thing for back to the future 2. so uh that movie actually did um, good to change for a uh, change, you know, procedures and safety for stunt actors. Cause, okay. So the whole like hoverboards don't work on water. And it's like, you need power. And then, so the whole thing where Biff and his cronies, this is before Billy Zane um, joined the, the Biff gang. Um, and they were going after Marty. well, I forget how it was that Marty exactly got out of the way and they went and flew off and crashed into a bank. I think it was a bank. I don't yes. know. Anyway, they crashed through a big window. Okay. So the original actress or stunt actress that was supposed to do the stunt bailed at the last minute or because she was like, this is not a safe stunt. These guys aren't doing things the right way. So another stunt actress stepped in and took her place and she was nervous the whole time because uh they were testing the rig with uh bags of sand was never going right and every time the stunt coordinator was doing it he was looking at a different angle he never got the math quite right well when it came time to do the stunt she was kind of dragging a bit well she finally got to the makeup chair and took a long time to get there and then took a long time to get to set well she got to set and there was somebody else in her place a guy dressed as a woman and well she um, she went, No, this is my stunt. I'm doing this. And she was pretty much, you know, bullied in it into it the whole way through, where people on on staff and on the crew kept going, Are you gonna do this? Are you gonna do this? So when it came time to do it, she got in place, she performed the stunt. Well, if you actually watch in the movie, you can see where the stunt went wrong. And what happened was she went flying in the air on the rig. She actually misses the window entirely, hits a pillar. Outside of the bank window. And she has so much padding on from her costume. She's okay until she hits the ground. And one of the other stunt actors was like, you know, after he stood up, after everything went down, stood up and went, oh, wait, where's so-and-so? I can't remember her name now. And he goes back and he looks out the window and she had hit the pillar and fell straight down and smashed her face. Her face caved in. And he looks down and he sees her on the ground with a growing pool of blood around her. Now, uh, I think it was Columbia was the distributor for that. I'm not sure what their role was in it, but they tried to keep it on the down low. And she just tried to get them to take care of her medical bills because she had to go to the hospital and all this stuff. And Columbia refused to help her pay for it, and she just she sued them to end up getting a normal life, basically. Um, so that actually did a lot of things to change the way that stunt choreography is done.
1: Wow. Moving from a less somber subject to a more lighthearted hearted subject, we're going to go to <laughs> the... Ni-
0: forward, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to bring
1: you all down. All right, let, let, let's just ignore the buzzkill for a second. The 1990... Back to the Future 3. And guess what, Monster? This time, guess what?
2: They go to the Wild West.
1: That's 100% right. Have
2: you seen this one? No, I'm just familiar with this nonsense. Now, real quick, before you move any further... It's not we...
0: nonsense. It's a great trilogy.
2: Sure. sure. Okay. So, I've heard you touch about a couple of different parts of each film. Where's... Which one is it that Marty McFly turns into a werewolf and becomes an incredible basketball? That's game? Teen Which Wolf. Which one is that? That's Teen that's, Wolf. That's Teen Wolf. That's not the. That's no, not the no. Same. Not part of it. You keep your mouth shut. But he did have a. He did
1: have an idea. He did have a different name in this movie. Do you remember what it is? This I do. He's one of my favorite Western actors of all times. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. That is correct. So Marty McFly goes back in time. To save Doc from being killed by Biff, who is known as Mad Dog, I think Buchanan? Yeah. If I remember right, Tannen, Tannen, Mad Dog Tannen.
0: Oh, Mad Dog Tannen,
1: right. Yeah. So, and again, played by Tom Wilson, Thomas F. Wilson, depends on how you want to look at him in the credits. But, anyways. So he goes back in time and he can't use the name McFly because the McFlies are Irish immigrants who are just coming over there and he can't alter the past or else he'll ruin his future. So he goes by the name of Clint Eastwood and that's when he does like the moonwalk in the the saloon. Let's see, what else happens? Doc Brown makes a single ice cube. You remember that?
0: Yeah, okay, so... The third one, okay, it's a great trilogy, but the third one, in my opinion, was always the weakest of them.
1: It, well, most trilogies, right. that is, the third one is. I mean, look at Star Wars. Am I going to start a fight yet? Which yeah, I'm going to start a fight with you, two.
2: Which, which trilogy?
1: Talking yeah, I'm talking about the newer ones.
0: Oh, well, I mean, all all parts of that
1: one were terrible. So, kind of. Oh, did you think I meant the originals? No, yeah. sir. Not four, five, and six. No.
2: Well, yeah. well, hold on, hold on. In all fairness, 4, 5, and 6, uh, I, I love all three of them, but, I mean, if you had to write them, I mean, Return of the Jedi is probably... The best.
0: Yes. Agreed. The best. Agreed. Yeah. Now, best? No? No. Uh, no, I I think no. uh, Return of the Jedi is... Uh, I don't know. All three of those are pretty up there because they were fantastic movies. Over all right, so anyway,
1: it's getting back to Back to the Future, uh, not going into Star Wars.
0: The first three were shit, too.
1: So, in order to get back in time, because the DeLorean had—I think it was an arrow in the fuel tank that like destroyed the fuel tank—they uh, had to—they had to push it with a train yeah. to get it up to eighty-eight miles per hour. Yeah. Uh, Which fun fact about the DeLorean?
0: So, the DeLorean actually couldn't go eighty-eight miles an hour.
1: That's why the it was DeLorean, the way it was in the movie.
0: The DeLorean, the real DeLorean, could only go 85 miles an hour. It could not hit 88 miles an hour. So, yes, they came out with the whole 88 miles an hour thing before they settled on a DeLorean. It was actually the original one was, the original time machine was, I believe, a refrigerator on the back of a truck. And it's supposed to be a nuclear explosion, all that. uh, But um, then they went with the DeLorean. And DeLorean could only go up to 85 miles an hour, so they actually had to put in a fake speedometer And redline the hell out of it, out of a a brand new sports car. But this basically tells us that if you're going to go back in time in 1985, you're going to spend $34,000 or what's equivalent to $93,000 today in order to go back in time. So if you do not have $93,000 laying around, you're not time traveling.
2: However, in all fairness, that is not that steep of a price to be a time traveler.
0: But... You can't go back to make the money to get to an extra. However,
2: grand however, little bit of uh, foreshadowing. We will be doing a time travel episode uh, coming up later in season three.
1: Oh, that would actually. probably be
0: the letter T. Actually, mm-hmm. to uh, mm-hmm. to link to an episode later in all this, Robert Zemeckis and Bob mm-hmm. Gale. Do you know what movie? They actually wrote to connect to the monster universe, the monster verse. They were writer. They wrote "Bordello of Blood,"
2: "Tales from the Crypt." Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And uh, Bob Zemeckis was actually a director on a lot of the uh the TV show episodes. So.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. All right. Back so to back to back to the future. That's that's fantastic. Now there's there's been some things that happen in all of the Back to the Future movies that have just been like. Uh, limiting snickety, limiting snick. It's a series of unfortunate events, and th- and in three, there was a a scene where uh, Marty McFly gets lynched. Right? They 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 go to hang. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And actually end up hanging Michael J. Fox to the point where he literally passed out and was unconscious.
0: Uh, I remember hearing that now. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, Because Michael J. Fox actually wrote about it when he was uh, after he was diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's, and and uh, I think it was a two thousand and one or two thousand and two some an early two thousand book. I think it was called Lucky Man, Lucky Me, Lucky 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 Man. I think is what it was. Yeah. Anyway, so he ended up writing about the whole fiasco in it, and it's just like, wow. I mean, the 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 first one, there was a, the incident where uh, uh, somebody broke their hand, throwing a punch. And then the second, somebody died, or almost died, doing stunts. And this one, another person... The woman that I mentioned? Yeah. I, I I was trying to remember her name. I was trying to be polite and do her and her family justice, but I just can't remember her name, and I'm sorry. And then, in this one, you know, the, one of the lead actors almost gets hung and died. That's like... That's just wonderful. So,
2: what's uh, up, one little, piece, one little piece of trivia here. Um, I, I just wanted to double check, make sure I was right. Um, do you know what the first movie Christopher Lloyd was ever in?
1: No, but you're probably going to tell us.
0: One flew over the cuckoo's nest.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a classic.
0: hmm Yep. Um, so, trying to remember. I'm trying to find that girl's name now, and I'm not. I'm not finding it. Um, I do know that there was a mishap on each set and on each movie. Um, But none of the mishaps made it into the final cut like that girl's hitting the pillar outside the bank. I mean, if you actually watch, you can see her hit the pillar. I watched it the other day. It's um, it it makes me look at the movie a little bit different. I mean, the second one is always my favorite of the trilogy. I love the first one. Seen it more times than I can count. But actually, I could probably count that high. I don't know. But anyway, um, but I, yeah, after seeing that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's not a good move. That's, that's not a good thing to put in there.
1: So the Back to the Future movies, in my opinion, is a great box set. It's good to watch on the weekend if you want to get rid of all the uh, if, if you want to disregard all the facts in it that have to do with with legitimate time travel, flux capacitors, all that kind of stuff. It's not a bad movie to watch. They're really not. The trilogy is not that bad to watch. There's worse things you could watch, believe it or not. You could watch The Star Wars with Jar Jar Binks. I mean, it's just as long as the trilogies combined, but the trilogies are slightly better. I'm
0: not watching Star Wars with Jar Jar
1: Binks. So, the piggyback on the success of the movies, because if you notice, nineteen Back to the Future 2 came out in 89, Back to the Future 3 came out in 1990. Guess what came out in 1991?
0: Anybody want to take a guess? Uh, you're going to tell us, so go ahead.
1: That's right. Uh, Back to the Future, the complete animated series.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Which I don't believe. I believe Christopher Lloyd actually went returned to voice Duck, but um, Michael J. Fox did not voice Marty McFly. No,
1: believe it, it or
2: not. I, Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I ever even knew they did an animated series.
1: They did, and and it ran for like two years. Mm -hmm. I think it ran for like two years. Um, Bill Nye was in it. I remember Bill Nye was in it as the science guy, of course. Uh, That was when Bill Nye was rising to fame from
0: his original public access show. Yes. To uh, the the, the hilarious science guy that we know that would drive a, a car covered in
1: grass. You know, and there's some there's some voice there's some voice actors um that were in it. Uh David Kaufman, I have his name written down. Uh Dan Kasten...
2: Castan yes. yes. The Simpsons.
1: Yes. He did 26 episodes. He played Dr. Emmett Brown. Christopher Lloyd came back and did Dr. Emmett Brown in the live action portions of it. Because uh, if you've never seen, if you've never seen the cartoon, ninety percent of people out here probably haven't. Um, there's a animated part of it, and then there's a live action part of it. Uh, Doc Brown came back to compose his role as the live action portion of it, and uh, and the one dude named Dan that I can't pronounce his last name, uh, he did the animated voices. And uh, now this is back in the time when uh, your your cartoons had a like G.I. Joe was more more darker, more I don't when I say darker, I mean they allowed a lot of television violence, right? Care Bears were violent in the early nineteen nineties. But at the
0: watching different care bears.
1: Yeah, probably. Like garbage Pail kids, you know, stuff like that. Right? At the end of the episode, they always had like G.I. Joe, you know, don't touch that life, power line. G. I. Joe, you know, that type of stuff. You know, and is half the that's right. Yep, you know, Care Bears were the same way. Pound Puppies were the same way. Um, and this... Heated
0: with a positive message. Yes.
1: E- e- even though G.I. Joe just blew the shit out of a bunch of Cobra people. Cobra it yeah, bad, guys. Don't touch a live wire because it's bad and help your friend if he's hurt. Yeah, they always put positive spin on it. One of the... Another one that did the same thing was Silverhawks, which I don't know if you guys ever watched Silverhawks before. I, what? I... I I forgot that I knew
0: about the show until you were talking about it not too long ago. Um, Yeah. But I don't remember the show Pound Puppies. Really? Um, And I feel like the only way a show called Pound Puppies could be violent is if it was a show about pounding puppies.
1: No. So it's like the dogs lived in a pound. And then they would go out and they were like superheroes. Kind of like street sharks. Right? So they would go out, they would be superheroes, and then they would help other dogs that would come to the pound, other animals that would come to the pound get back home. Okay. So, a that button, but like I said, in Silverhawks, you know, at the end of the show in Silverhawks, there was this, they would do like, name the planets, and like the picture of the planets would pop up at the end, and be like, yeah, you're right, that is Jupiter, way to go, partner, because they were like hillbillies that rescued people. It was great. So, this show ran for about two years, and it was actually fairly popular. I think I remember watching all the episodes of it. When well, I was younger. remember watching some of it, but not all the episodes. Um, yeah Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson came back for his role as Biff,
0: which speaking of Tom Wilson, so Tom Wilson's actually a, a pretty good comedian, just stand-up comedian. and he actually started carrying around cards. He has a um a, a song that he put together. He plays guitar on stage where he answers all the questions that people ask him because he gets asked the same questions all the time. But he started carrying around cards with him with all the answers to the most common questions he gets. And so when people come up to him and start asking questions, he would just hand them a card. Yeah. And go, there
1: you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So to close this out, to close out Back to the Future, so we don't hey, have to ever... Hard. No, 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 no. What? Yeah. All right.
0: We're not going to pass through talking about Back to the Future without talking about... What I think is one of the more interesting parts of the first movie, which is, do you know who they started filming the movie with in the place of Michael J. Fox?
1: Uh, we went over this and season one, episode two. I don't remember who it is. I don't remember going over it because I try to black out that
0: episode from my memory. I just getting
2: ready to say, we shouldn't neglect mentioning things from that episode simply because it exists. We do not want people to go back and listen to that. But they're going to do it anyways. They're going to do it anyways. Don't
1: be ashamed. No okay. shame. Okay. No shame. Okay. Don't. Okay. Look, mm-hmm. If anybody listening
0: is a glutton for punishment, go back and listen to it. I do not recommend it. And that was my episode. Like I, I was the host of that episode. I'm not proud of it anyway. So they started filming the movie with Eric Stoltz. He was coming off of uh, the mask and, um, and he was, you know, a hot ticket in Hollywood and being a method actor, he was actually playing the role much more serious than a comedic role. He didn't understand it to be a comedy. He actually had everybody call him or Marty on set. Mm. And, And the producers they wanted him. They wanted them to use him. Um, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale wanted Michael J. Fox, but he was um, still doing All in the Family. And after um, I think it was like three weeks, four weeks of filming with Eric Stoltz, they said, "Nope, we we can't use him." And they replaced him with Marty McFly, which the only way he could film Back to the Future was if he was still fulfilling his role on All in the Family, and so he was. Filming during the day, all the family, and then, like, jumping in a car, sleeping in the car. They actually um, would put a uh, mattress in the back of a station wagon kind of thing. He would sleep in the car, and his security guard would pick him up and carry him onto set, still asleep, to start filming Back to the Future.
1: So, to close out the Back to the Future episode here, we're going to talk about the 2015 10-minute... Wait, wait. wait. Okay, go ahead. The 10-minute-long 2015 Back to the Future, Doc Brown Saves the World. So Christopher Lloyd reprises his role as Doc Brown and in order to save the world from a pending nuclear holocaust in 2045, which, you know, Russia might push us to that as it stands now. Doc Brown must push the technical age back at least fifty years, preventing Mattel hoverboards and Mister Fusion, two of the two of the staple things that in in the movies from ever being created. It was ten minutes long, and it's done 20, 2015, and it only had two people: Christopher Lloyd and Sally Saff Saffatani Saffatini. I think
0: I don't, I don't even know who she is. So.
1: Uh, she did a voice. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I'm pulling up right now to see what she did. What she's known for? Uh, for Horizon, uh, Horizon, Forbidden West, Star Wars: Old Republic, voice stuff for there. Animaniacs, Animaniacs. She's just
0: done general voice acting. Work. Yes,
1: yes, she has. Barbie. She played a female custodian in a Barbie movie. American Dad. So, but yeah, um, she did that. She did the voice acting, and it. it's only ten minutes long. Wow, is all I have to say to that. I mean, just there's only so much you can do in ten minutes, and they tried to do it. And after that, I was like, oh my god, Christopher Lloyd is off his rocker. Until I saw him in uh, Nobody, the movie Nobody. So Christopher Lloyd is
0: just he, he's just still trying to work. That's it's just hey, a man trying to work. That's it.
2: You said you said Eric Stoltz was in All in the family. And
1: no no, 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 no. Michael J. Fox was all in the family. And so when they stopped,
0: they didn't want to film with Eric Stoltz anymore. They only the only way they could get the actor they wanted, which was Michael J. Fox, was if he was still fulfilling his contract for all in the family
2: okay
0: yeah <laughs>
1: sorry if I blurted all that out in just long you long, totally jumbled. you you totally messed his head up.
2: no yeah. well well Michael J Fox wasn't in all in the family either
0: um, family ties family ties family ties sorry
2: okay okay family ties
0: not all the family family ties uh, all the family was a much different show
2: yeah because I was gonna say I used to watch that one when, when I was a kid with my dad and um it's like well, Wait a minute, I don't remember him ever being there.
0: <laughs> Sorry, folks. My brain is so filled with useless facts that only come in handy here that sometimes
1: things get blurred a little bit.
2: That's okay. i'm just I'm just glad I got there.
1: Yeah. All right, ladies All right. and gentlemen. Well, that was that was a continuation, the final nail in the coffin. We will never have another B for back to the future. Oh, don't that say no, 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 there is. No, don't say that because it ain't happening. So... Let's just call it a redo. Let's call it a remake. We're going to call it an addendum. We are addendon. We are adding. We're changing. We're adding to the original to make it better. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> uh,
2: maybe I'll go back and watch all three and we'll have to do this again. Who knows?
1: No. So, this year, instead of giving... Laziness and watching it earlier in your life. So this year, at the end of our podcast, instead of giving advices, we are going to go ahead and we are going to tell apparent dad jokes, but we have to keep them kind of PG, not necessarily NC-17 or R, because my joke last week was, I guess maybe pushing the envelope. So uh, we are going to start with Monster because Monster is about the right to lose his mind. All right, Monster, what? Is your dad joke.
2: I've got a good one. And the reason I tend to have pretty good ones here is because my daughter, who is three, keeps coming across some and sharing them with me. What color is a burp? Burple. You two need to laugh, you son of a bitches. That was funny. Only because your daughter said it.
1: Only because your daughter said it. Just,
0: just because she did, I'll give that to you. So, all right. Uh, Sarge?
1: No, no, no. You get to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to close it out. All right.
0: Um, I'm going to give two again this week. I'm going to give two. That's, I've got more than the average amount of kids. So I've got more than the average amount of dad jokes. <laughs> so, um, All right. I wonder if the Earth ever makes fun of the moon for not having life. And then also, why are ghosts so bad at lying? Because you can see straight
1: through them. There you go. That's pretty. There you go. So mine was told to me by by my by my middle child. Right? You ready? Sure. Great. Here we go. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Ground beef. What do you call a cow with two legs? What? Lean meat. Oh, what do you call? Doing, what do you what do you call a rolling? guy face down in a in a pool? I'm sorry. Say it again. What do you call a guy face down in the pool?
0: Bob. Bob. What do you call? Well, I've I've always known that is. What do you call a guy with no arms, no legs in the pool? Bob. What do you call a guy with no arms, no legs in front of a door?
1: Matt. Matt.
2: What
0: do you what call? Do you call a guy with, Go
2: ahead. Guy with no arms, no legs
0: on the wall. Art. I. Eileen. Art. No, that's what you call. A woman like a waitress. I don't know why it has to be a waitress, but...
2: Or, or to your ground beef comment, what's something else you can call a cow with no arms and no legs? What's that? It doesn't matter. It's not going to come to you. Uh...
0: What do you call it? two guys with no arms and no legs next to a window? Curtain rod. All right, everybody, have a good night. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. Long, farewell,
1: I'll need to say adieu. It's over. Done. Done.